Have you ever noticed how we're different and the same and the same and we're different and we're different and the same? All kinds of people, all kinds of people, all kinds of people in the world. Now, on the Talk of Muncie, WMUN, all kinds of people, hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Happy, happy Monday morning. And welcome again to all kinds of people. And I am totally delighted to have Dr. Jean Marie Place with me today. Dr. Place is the Associate Professor of Health Education and Promotion at Ball State University. Doc, welcome to all kinds of people. Well, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. I feel honored to have been invited. No, no, no. You, you've done some incredible things um, that I just think are having major impacts on a a variety of families and youth in the city. Um, before we get into some of that, as we've done with so many of our programs and found out some fascinating things about people, I know originally born in Kansas, but whoop, off to Utah. Yes, yes, far <laughs> um, away from here, it feels like. Yeah, a little ways away. Yeah. But Maybe, if you don't mind, can you give me a sense of maybe elementary school days, a little family life in Utah? Yeah. Don't mention all the trouble you got into. <laughs> I was so boring. I was a model student. Yes. I I remember I grew up on – Utah is so lovely. It's the home of the LDS Church, the Church yeah. of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay. And I was in the heart of that community. I mean, it was very homogenous. Everyone was members of the church. Um, and I grew up on the street where I knew everyone up and down the street, all of the side streets, because they all went to the same congregation. So it felt like the ideal place to One grow up. One giant family. One giant family, yes. And the school was at the end of the street, and I had big willow trees in my yard, and my mom would send us out for the day, and we wouldn't come back until dinner time. You know, kind of what they talk about, like the good old days. That's what it felt like. It was just a really ideal childhood. That's so cool to hear. And if you can dig back into some of those school days, yeah, were there various interests and hobbies that caught your attention back in those days? Let's say, in, whether it be elementary school or into high school? You know, I was fairly shy. I loved paper dolls and dolls up until probably far beyond what many of my friends, when they had left the, those hobbies behind. But I loved sitting in my room, making up stories and pretending with all of my dolls. And I loved writing. You know, okay. it's funny to think now that that's somewhat what I do as a profession. I write academic articles or grants. But even as a child, I had my journals, you know, my set of journals. Really? And I would sort of dictate my life and make up stories about my dolls. And so I, I think I was un maybe a little bit unusual in that way, in that I was, I liked being tucked away in my room with my books and my journals and my, for a, a long time. A true academic. <laughs> I <you>. guess so. 
And <laughs> I guess so. Do we have different journals for different topics? You know, I have something like 27 journals, and my dad said once that he's never seen a life so well documented. You know, I have a lot of journals, and I just... And you still have those? Yeah, and I still write in them. You know, I'm still documenting my life. I still enjoy considering how I feel and reflecting on things that have happened. And Yeah. Brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have an older brother who lives in Paris and a sister who lives in North Carolina. Okay. I live here in Indiana, and my brother's in Colorado. And no one's in Utah anymore. My parents are up in Minnesota. So we have Jeez. this. <laughs> yeah. Talk about having a family spread around. Yeah. And I think that that was something that I really re- remember my parents for. You know, they raised us to to leave. You know, they raised us so well, but they didn't, I don't know if they really wanted to keep us close to Be the nest. Be somewhat independent and yeah. move on with what you want to do. Exactly. They wanted us to go and explore. And, and so it's interesting that all of us really did. We all kind of left the nest and did our own thing. It sounds like it was a successful um job as a parent for them. Oh, they, they did a, a so fantastic cool. job. I can't so speak cool. highly of, more highly of them. So when you packed up all your journals mm-hmm. and all your <laughs> dolls and went off to the University of Utah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. what was your real goal going there? It I was, mean, it seems to me like you would have thought about being a writer. I know, and I did. I, it was at Utah State, so it was in northern Utah, and I I, I joke with students that I changed my major so many times. At first it was communications, then it was journalism, and then it was anthropology, then it was social work. I have to check into your Myers-Briggs. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See if there's a real NP in there. Thank you. <laughs> and then finally I ended up in public health. But, yeah, I started out wanting to be a writer, but I think – I enjoy where I ended up. You know, I can still write creatively in my journals, but I enjoy having the impact of writing grants and articles. I enjoy enjoy using my skill set to make more tangible change. That's nice to hear. I mean, your resume certainly speaks well to your writing ability in terms of publications and grants. Um, Were you involved and other things at Utah State while you were there, or were you back in your room just doing <laughs> journals? I did debate, interesting. For ah. someone who was so shy, it's sort of you know, interesting that I found myself in debate and oration, but but I think it was that ability to, you know, to concentrate and read and memorize and and I've always enjoyed sort of forming opinions. And maybe that happened because of my journal writing, right? I had this time to kind of reflect and think through things. But when I found debate, I loved it. I fell headfirst into debate and did it all through college. Part of the debate team. I was a debate coach for three years. Oh, were at you? At one of the universities. And um, I could easily see somebody like yourself if you've got journals and like to do some research and things. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's a matter of just getting rid of the shyness and yeah. get at the podium and make it happen. Yeah, and it yeah. was something about being on the debate stage, you know, where I could shed the shyness and be be someone else, I guess. I don't know yeah. if you've experienced that with some of your students, but I really loved it. Yeah. Um, so we get our degree at Utah State. And then let's travel all the way across the country. Yes. (laughs) And let's go down to South Carolina. Yes. Um, Which was really different from Utah. And actually three degrees, right? Yes. Yeah. So I got, I 
intended to do a, one master's in social work, but then I found public health, which was like a true love. When I found public health, it was like, oh, I finally had arrived. So I did another master's in public health. And Jean, what, what was it about public health that caught your attention? It was the idea that I could make change on a community level. It wasn't going to be one-on-one with someone, but it was thinking in terms of a whole community and how we can affect change on that population level that was just really fascinating to me. And within that range, it's got to be a little challenging to know, given the public, yeah. what segment of the population do you go after and what's the yeah. issue with that population? Yeah. So how did you find yourself into the health area, Right. eventually the addiction area? Right. I think it's because, you know, if I, as we're talking about my childhood, I've always sort of rooted for the underdog. I remember crying during news segments, you know, as we watched 60 Minutes as a Family, and there was some injustice or some tragedy that would happen. It really affected me. I thought a lot about it, and I remember crying about it. And so I think when I found public health, which is all about remedying inequities and figuring out populations that are disadvantaged because of unfair social systems, that was like, oh, I can contribute to remedying some of these social problems um, that affect people, that affect their children and affect their, the trajectories of their life. That, to me, was really captivating about public health. I'm just always interested to know what really triggers one's interest to pursue advanced education. Yeah, yeah. And when you talk about a public, right? there's so many publics out there. But yeah, yeah. Everyone, we're talking with Dr. Jean Marie Place, Associate Professor at Ball State University. And when we come back, I'm going to have her delve a little further into um, her real interest areas, along with a little Portuguese and Spanish talking going on, (laughs) and get a little bit into her family. So you're with all kinds of people, Dr. Joe. We'll be back. This is WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to All Kinds of People. I'm with Dr. Jean Marie Place. Associate Professor in Health Education and Promotion of Ball State. Doctor, um, dissertation, depression in Mexico. Yeah. So we born in Kansas real quick, jumped to Utah. Now we're in South Carolina. Depression in Mexico. What got you into that as a dissertation topic? Well, I think I have to mention my parents again, that they raised us to leave the nest. And so... As I went to South Carolina and was exploring dissertation topics, I wanted to go even further. And so my initial interest was malaria in Mozambique. I wanted to go to Africa and I wanted to study malaria. And but in your doctoral degree, you get assigned a mentor. And my mentor studied postpartum depression in Mexico. And I thought, well, that will do. (laughs) That's fine. That will work, too. So I ended up going to Mexico instead, and it was so transformative. I mean, as I think back about my doctoral degree, having the chance to study something that was so foreign to me, because at the time that I studied it, I had never had children. I I had never experienced depression. And then to study depression 
and to study postpartum depression in the context of Mexico in a foreign language, living by myself in a new culture. I mean, it pushed me so far out of my comfort zone that I think that experience made me really influenced who I am today. I, I sort of had to get out of my introvers- introversion and my shell and now, did I, you did you go to Mexico? Yes, uh huh. I lived there for a little under a year. And and the, is that when you got into the other language of Spanish? That's when I learned Spanish. Yeah, okay. and but at, prior to going to Mexico, I served a mission for my church in Brazil, where I had learned Portuguese. And so then it was somewhat of a jump from Portuguese to Spanish. But you know, you have to do hard things, and so I went to Mexico knowing. Spanish to a degree, but then, of course, I really learned it after you had to learn yeah, it. Yeah, you're quite fluent. In now it, I all am, the way around. and now and I I um, met my husband there. I met Obed, and so he introduced a whole new level of language to me when I met him. And and once you finished that dissertation, you sort of got into the topic pretty heavily, not necessarily of depression. But an element that sometimes triggers that, at least with my little research background, is addiction to certain things. It could lead to some pretty bad feelings. Yes. And so share a little bit with the audience about your interest in this whole addiction. Um, I know you nailed a pretty big grant for the Student Association for Addiction. Yes. And one of the founders of... um, the Addiction Coalition of Delaware County. So maybe a little information on that. What triggered that interest after yeah. the Mexico thing when Obed and you kind of headed up? Yeah. Muncie? Well, I think it has to do with having lived in Mexico and studied postpartum depression and learning that I could do hard things, learning that I could jump into something that was so foreign and and accomplish what I set out to do sort of gave me the confidence that when I came to Muncie that I could contribute here too. And so when I came to Muncie and I was exploring topics, it felt like every topic intertwined with addiction, that there was no real way to study something in an isolated way, like that addiction was always intersecting into these public health issues. And and I think I find addiction to be such a heartbreaking issue. You know, it's highly stigmatized. It's probably one of our most stigmatizing issues. And so people who have this disease live in the shadows. Um, they live in a lot of depravity. They probably struggle with hunger. They struggle with finding places to live. They struggle with a lot of social exclusion and isolation. And so as someone who was gravitates towards public health because I want to help and I want to interact with populations that have been disadvantaged unfairly. I felt like, oh, this was a population that I really wanted to work with. And so Muncie is such an amazing community because if you come up with an idea, I feel like Muncie embraces innovation and they embrace ideas and people who want to help. And so you know, we had an idea to start the Addictions Coalition of Delaware County, and I think it took off because of the need in Delaware County, particularly Muncie, and also the caliber of people here who are willing to likewise roll up their sleeves and get to work. Yeah, and Jean, what what's the real focus right now of that program? I think right now 
like trying to identify families or people that need some assistance? And I think you could break it down into prevention, treatment, and recovery. And so working with our school districts, for example, to do the Handle with Care program where we can identify children who've experienced trauma and get them into appropriate resources as a way to prevent substance use later on. Because we know substance use is often rooted in childhood trauma. And so a way to prevent that is to work to reduce the toxic effects of trauma. And then if you look at um, treatment, we're trying to identify ways to bring more infrastructure to the Delaware County community that can help with addiction. So that may be detox centers or residential treatment, but looking to attract grants and money that can bring the infrastructure for additional treatment options. And then in terms of recovery, it's helping like the Recovery Cafe, um, Lisa Rossian, who is the executive director, working with her to uh, figure out what the Recovery Cafe needs and, and to help facilitate all of the wonderful organizations that do recovery work in our community. Oh, I just, I try to wrap my head around juggling the kind of work like that mm-hmm. and somewhat encountering people that really are struggling. Yeah. I can see the advantage once they sort of get into the program and start recovering. Yeah. How yeah. much, but so when you head home yeah. <laughs> with Obed and your two wonderful adopted children. Yes, yes. How do you unwind mm. from encountering some of the challenges? I probably become an introvert. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I don't go out at night. I like to stay cuddled up and huddled up in my room reading and writing. <laughs> What kinds of activities do you and Obed get into with the children? Oh, we like to go on bike rides and walks, and we spend our summers in Mexico. And oh, so, really? yeah, so we often go down to Mexico in the summer and spend time with family down there. So I think there's there's lots of ways to sort of, um, I don't know, you know, nourish ourselves to sure, this sure. kind of work. I mean, I, I, I don't do what you do with that, but I guess if. If I were teaching a class and I had four or five students who came to me and said, I'm under doctor's care for this, and and I got to know them well mm-hmm. and got involved, I could see myself really impacting my life. Yeah, yeah. And I need to unwind out of that to help them out. So right, right. And it's I can interesting, get, uh-huh, interesting to hear that you get away to Mexico yeah. and, and bike rides and yeah. do other things with the youngsters. Yeah, and, you know, and I— and I, I do care so much about these issues like harm reduction. Narcan and naloxone is an issue um, that I care a lot about, bringing this this free, effective, life-saving medication to Ball State students who may need it if they've experienced an overdose. You know, so those issues, they, they fire me up and, and I become really invested in the outcome. And so... While I do like to nest, you know, by myself in my home at night, I'm also, I feel like constantly thinking through strategies in my head to advance causes that I care about. And maybe those walks that I go on at night, they help me think through the strategy of how I'm going to, you know, quietly move the needle or how, who I can collaborate with and who I can talk to in order to move the needle on these things that I yeah, care a lot exactly. about. I mean, it becomes an interesting challenge, especially in a college campus. Um, 
where not all things get revealed by all people when they're struggling with things. And right. So it becomes very difficult to do. Right. Yeah. We've been having a talk with Dr. Jean Marie Place, everybody, Associate Professor of Health, Education, and Promotion at Ball State. And I just want to thank you so much for coming in and um, wish you the best of luck with your ongoing program. Thank you, Dr. Just, Joe. It's been such a pleasure. You no, know, to help the students and all the community members with addiction issues. And I hope all of you will continue to join us every Monday for all kinds of people on WMUN, the talk of Muncie. All of you have a very good upcoming week, and thanks for listening.